Greetings, citizens of podcast land, and welcome to another episode of Grumpy Old Gay Men and Their Dogs. It is day 74 here in the Zen Room, episode 76. My name is Patrick Finn, and I am here with the stupendous Tommy Gibbons. Hello, bitches. How are you tonight, Tommy? I'm okay. How yeah. are you? So far, so good. All right. So your hair's getting long. Yes, quite long. Yeah, we'll you play. Look like a hippie freak. I know. I still got another month to go yet. It's going to be ugly. Very. Yeah. <laughs> so Stephen hates it. He can't is, wait to shave my head. What's the goal? Well, it's for the character for the play that I'm in rehearsals for right now. I'd be handing in Spokane. That would be the cause. Yes. What's the goal? What do you mean, what's the goal? Are you, are you trying to look like a long, shaggy look? Are you looking to make a ponytail? No, no. Long and shaggy long is, is what I'm going for. All right, so just let it grow. Yep. This is a guy who's been on the road for quite some time looking for his hands. You're going to grow a beard? No, no beard, though. He's going to shave. Okay. Shave, but not going to say. Yes. All right, I can deal with that. Yeah. There's going to be some, yeah, this couch is, I'm going to make him, well, he's complicated. I can't believe Martin <laughs> didn't win anything. What's that? I can't believe you didn't win anything. Oh, Christopher Martin. Walken? Martin McDonald. Oh, Martin McDonald. I was going to talk about that in the Oscars. Oh, sorry. Yes, we'll get, we're, don't worry, we're going to get to that. All right, let's do dogs. <laughs> oh, you just want to jump right in, huh? Yeah, I told you I would edit the, the, your script on the fly. Oh, did you? Bang! Skip the dog. And then lastly, I don't know if our listeners have noticed, we've been having problems recording some of our sound cues. I've been getting thousands of complaints. Uh, oh, I bet you are. They are. They're saying, what the fuck is going on over there? So I changed one or two of them, as you will hear tonight. I, these go on pre-approved. Well, not pre-approved. I am hearing them for the first time as you are. Yes, you are. So which now leads us to our very first segment, which is... Yes, it's time for a little heavy petting. No, we got to talk about that. Okay. <laughs> I don't understand why it's got to be girls moaning. Because that's what I had the recording available. There's no men moaning? I don't have that recording available. I had this recording available. I don't like that. You don't like I that? I don't like that at all. <laughs> well, I'll see if I can work on it for next I time. I don't then. like that at all. But some of our lesbian listeners might like it. Okay. Let her write in. <laughs> I'm willing to. No, that's just, I don't like it. No, I don't like it. Very well, then. But we'll move on with the segment, then. Our first story, the news story, it's about, did you know that there is prescription dog food? I did. I did not know that. I was not aware of that. Okay. That seems like a weird thing because, you know, not like Abigail misses appointments or you, you're not in vet offices or, you know. Right. Like, you're not the hands-off, non-research type Pet owner. Right, but we've never had to give her prescription dog food. Uh, so, what, so what's going on? It's expensive. Well, what happened is the Nestle Purina Pet Care Company has a recall of a prescription dog food that may cause vomiting and kidney dysfunction in dogs. It's called Purina Pro Plan Veterinary Diets EL Elemental. It's a prescription dry dog food that was recalled due to potentially elevated levels of vitamin D. Uh-oh. And ingesting elevated levels can cause vomiting, appetite loss, increased thirst, increased urination, 
excessive uh, an excessive drooling and kidney dysfunction. Can I tell you? Yes, I have. I believe okay. I have a vitamin D allergy. Really? Why? I do. I actually because every time I come in contact with it, I get red and itchy. Okay. Okay. Does so that happen to, to you in the sunlight too? Or it, absolutely the sunlight. <laughs> and I've always been red and itchy. There's always been okay. So okay. Uh, Maybe it's your fair, sensitive Northern European skin. Whatever it is. <laughs> okay. I Even in tablet form, in pill form, I can't take it. It makes me, it does all of that to me, wow. especially the drooling. Yes. Oh, I bet it does. So I believe that too much vitamin D is, uh, is toxic to certain uh, mammals. Okay. Well, I guess you're one of them. Then. It was to me. I, I, you know, I believe it. Okay. Well, anyway, this dog is that this dog food was only available in the United States by prescription only. Okay. And they said if you happen to have it, please do not let your dog so eat it anymore and dispose of, of it in a way that other animals cannot get at it, cannot get access to it. Well, you don't want to let other animals like raccoons and them get access to it because then they think that you're going to feed them. Well, that's another reason, too. So just be smart. Yes, exactly. Be smart. Get rid of the fucking dog food. But yeah, you know. yeah, that's it. We now move on to our compendium of canines, our dictionary of dogs. Okay. And we are up to the letter Y. Y. Yes. Y. Y. Yamaguchi. <laughs> Why, uh, Yorkshire? No, no, not, not Yorkshire. Yet. Not yet. Not yet. No, Y-A, Y-A, yak. Oh, does she still eat the yak cheese? Did you take it up from her? Yeah, we had to take it away from her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was, like, hoarding it. Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yak cheese is like that. She was being overly protective of it. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. Because uh, I have plenty of it. Because there comes a point when I take it up so he don't swallow it. But she anyway. was at the point she would guard it. She wouldn't even go outside to go pee or anything. Okay. So it's like, okay, that's when we got to take it away from Well, her. when she's got to pee, she's going to pee. Yes. <laughs> you well, know? She wasn't leaving us anywhere, uh, you know? Uh, what were we talking Oh, the white the dog. The yes. white dog, Yamaha, Yak. Uh, Actually, you're on the, you are on the right yeah. track with Yak. Yak? But I'm sure you haven't heard of this dog. Okay, it's a Yakamania mountain dog. <laughs> Close. It's a Yakutian Laika. Okay. It's an ancient working dog breed that originated in the Arctic seashore area of the Yakutian Republic of Russia. Is that what gave me yak? That like that sort of positioning I, I, in the world? That sort of cold and north yak? I guess. Uh, I don't know. Uh, go ahead. Anyway, archaeological remains of the dog date back to 12,000 years. Quite an old dog. We have more than like relics and, and what are they called? Fossils. Fossils. They're still alive, right, these dogs? Oh, yes, they are. There's a couple of them? Here's some pictures of them. Oh, oh. Right? That's the Oh, I see. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it is almost two feet tall. Yeah, it has a double coat fuck. with a thick, downy undercoat yeah, and a yeah. longer, more coarse top coat. Yeah. It's primarily white. Although it can have uh, some patching uh, of either bicolor or tricolor. All right, all right, but you want the bitch white. Yep, but they were bred by years. they were breeded bred by the native Yakuts for hunting mammals and birds, herding livestock, hauling game back to camp, and pulling sleds. They okay. were multi-purpose dogs. Is there a reason why their tail is so completely turned up like that, so their ass is like I don't know. Look at that! Look at that tail. I know. Yeah, you can see the, look this bit. You can see how long that tail is. Oh, all right, all right. It's a long tail. I understand the reason for a long tail. It's just that that was like, hello, this is my asshole. Right. 
but they have an excellent sense of smell, hearing, and vision. They have a strong hunting drive, strong endurance. They have great stamina and can last all day long in the harsh Arctic conditions. And now we know why their ass is wide out there. Yes. They are aggressive to predators, but they are soft and gentle to humans if they are socialized from a young age. Right. And of course, being it's a big dog, it needs regular exercise and good training. But they are definitely not suitable for people who cannot spend time with their dogs. Also, they're not that since they have a high predatory drive, it's not ideal for a home that has cats or other smaller animals. That was in my it. question. Is it going to eat the hamster? Yes, it'll eat the hamster, uh, eat the cat. The rabbit. Oh, you'll eat the cat? Yep. But the the Yakutian lichens have been in decline since the 1940s. Yeah, well, they eat the cat. They reached an all-time low of 3,000 in 1998 before they started revival efforts. Why was that? Why did they? Why? What happened to them? Because, was it a disease? Was it potato? Well, they were used for hunting and animals for the fur trade. The fur trade declined, so there was less okay. use for them okay. then. Disease, changing climactic conditions. Climactic? Climactic conditions, Okay. Yes. But also, uh, there's a um, like a subbreed or a type of breed of dog called the Yakutian hunting lyca. It's just a specialized breed that specializes in hunting. Okay. And they actually cloned two of them in 2017 to help preserve the endangered species. And in 2020, one of those cloned dogs had a litter of seven puppies. Good for her. Yeah. Is it an endangered species or an endangered breed? Probably uh, an endangered breed, I guess, would be the more appropriate way to say it. Yeah, endangered species is like dog. Well, that'd be dog, yeah. <laughs> but no, that's not a problem. It says endangered species. Endangered, endangered species. Yeah, I understand. But if there's no use for them the way they... Uh, are built to do. You know what I mean? Like, if there's, if they're not hunting that far north anymore, that they need a dog who can hunt in the snow. Right. Well, they also use them for sled dogs, too. Yeah, okay. And you know how many sleds there are. I mean, they have to have their own DMV, the sleds. There's so many. You need so many sled dogs. What are they, four in a team? Two in a team? I mean, depending on the hall. One if you poke. Par Eskimo only got one of them dogs in a ski. One uh, ski he found on a mountain. Anyway, that's our salute to the... Yakutian Laika. That was a salute, all right. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was. We now move on to our next segment. Happy birthday. Okay. Many happy returns. All right, I heard you. A very happy birthday. Yes, it's time once again for today's birthdays. And we have one birthday celebrant today. Only one? And he's alive. I know this is a shocker. You usually get only dead ones. But this one is alive. Okay. He was born March 15th, 1943 in Texas and raised in California. Born with the name Sylvester Stewart. He was identified as a musical prodigy. By the time he was seven years old, he was proficient on the keyboards. And by the age of 11, he had mastered the guitar, the bass, and drum. Is this Sly? This is Sly Stone. Do you know how he got his name? Sly? Uh, no, I don't. Because one of his classmates misspelled his name as Sly Vester. That's hilarious. It stuck and they called him Sly. Sly. You bring up Sly and the Family Stone at every opportunity. <laughs> Well, it's his birthday! Oh, it's his birthday. You gotta say happy birthday to Sly. Of course! On his birthday. In 1945? 1943, he was born. 43, holy shit. Yes, he's 80 years old today. In the mid-60s, wow. he worked as a DJ and a record producer, and he began playing keyboards for other artists. And then in 1966, he formed his own band, which he called Sly and the Stoners. Okay. Which later, of course, became Sly and the Family Stone. Because that's a perfectly good transition. Yes. <laughs> Probably more palatable to 
to sell to the public. I would imagine. <laughs> we had the word family in there and bang. They released their first album in 1967, okay. but they uh, had a hit in 1968 with their second album and the title hit song. And let me play it for you. It's a big hit song, right? Jesus, I've never heard that scat bit before. Oh, you've never heard the beginning part of it? Not, no. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, you can't not dance to that music. What was the name of the album? Dance to the Music. And what was the name of the album from the year before? That I don't know off the top of my the head. The first album. Okay. Yeah, that I don't know. But it wasn't a, they, there were no hit songs that came off of the first album. Okay, that doesn't mean the album wasn't any good. Yeah, but anyway, by the end of 1969, they had released four albums, including the hit singles, Hot Fun in the Summertime, Thank You for Letting Me Be Myself Again, uh, and Everybody Wants to Be a Star. Okay. They had also performed at the Summer of Soul concerts in Harlem, and in August of 69, appeared at Woodstock. All right. Good going, Sly. Yeah. Happy birthday, you old coot. Other hit songs included Stand, Family Affair, I Want to Take You Higher, and this one, which is one of my personal favorites. Oh, I know this one. Right? Great fucking music. Unfortunately, the band were heavily involved in drugs, and it led to a decrease in their bookings because the promoters would never know if they would miss the gig or pass out on stage. Uh, so they got a better reputation because of their drugs. This is 1970s? Yeah. The band broke up by 1975 after they booked the concert at Radio City Music Hall, and they only filled up one-eighth of the seats. Ouch! Yeah. So wait, they started in 1967 was their first right. album? Right, yep. Okay, that was their first. And they lasted until 1975? Yep. Sly and the Family Stone? Yes, they did. That's but, not a bad run. But then they broke up, and then Sly Stone, he released four solo albums. He then reformed Sly and the Family Stone, and he continued performing through the 80s. Now, when you say reformed, do you mean like reform, or do you mean like reformed? Reformed with new members. Okay. okay. Yeah. Is that Sly and the Family Stone then, or is that just Sly and a new band? It, yeah, they, he called it Sly and the Family Stone because it was his band, you know? He can call it that if he wants. All right. I mean, you know, Sly and... There are so many bands out today still. I see a lot of 80s revivals bands or 80s bands on tour. But he wasn't a... And a lot of them don't have the original members anymore, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you could be good. You're Sly and the Cousins of the Family Stone? Uh, yeah, but no. You know, <laughs> Because it's not Sly and the Family Stone. Those other people want Sly. I don't know. That's a sensitive spot for me. I understand that. In 1993, he was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as a member of the Like, group. who were the two girls that would dance behind Beyonce? There was three of them at one point. Yes. 
Do you know who the other two were? Uh, off the top of my head, no. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Go ahead. What else did I have to tell you about him? He gave his first live musical performance since 1987 <clears throat> at the 2006 Grammy Awards. I was going to say, where was he in the 80s? In the 80s, he was around, but he was involved in a he, lot of drug use. He didn't release any albums. No, at no one point tours. in 2011, the New York Post reported that he was now living out of a white camper van in Los Angeles. He was basically listen. homeless. You know, people you don't judge. Right? But uh, along with James Brown and Parliament Funkadelic, Sly and Family Stone were considered the pioneers of funk music. All right. You know, gotta give, him, gotta give him credit for it's that. It's fun. You gotta dance to it. Yeah, exactly. And what we're still talking about? It wasn't today his birthday. Today is his birthday. Okay, we're still talking about that. Not anymore. That's why we're gonna say Sly Stone. Happy birthday, Sly Stone. Because you're old, eighty. <laughs> For fuck's sake. We now move on to our next segment. Oh, you sound so excited. Now I know why. Bring out your dead. Yes, it's time for bring out your dead. Right. And we have two decedents today. Really? Yes. One infamous, one not too famous at all. Okay. His name was Gerald Samuels. Gerald Samuels? Is this is the guy we never heard of? Yes. All right, good, because I never heard of him. He was born Mar uh, May uh, 23rd, 1938. He died March 10th of this year. Okay. Why? He performed, uh, he just died at the age of 84. Right. He performed under the pseudonym Napoleon the Fourteenth. Okay. And he achieved one-hit wonder status with this little ditty. Remember when you ran away and I got on my knees and begged you not to leave because I go berserk? You left me anyhow, and then the days got worse and worse, and now you see I've gotten completely out of my mind. Um, they're coming to take me away, haha. -ha. They're coming to take me away, ho ho, hee hee, haha, to the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their green white coats, and they're coming to take me away. Were you familiar with that one hit wonder? I was. I really hate that song. I was. Uh, so annoying. Yeah, it's annoying. It's no more <laughs> annoying than thousands of songs that came after. Yes, this is very true. Uh, this is one of those rare ones that I can relate to. We should for a five faves five of our least favorite and most annoying songs oh jesus <laughs> I, that's better than this week's we'll get to that later so yes r.i.p to gerald samuels i dude how old was he, he was like 86? 84 he was yeah 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 okay i bet he was done and then also this week, an, an actor died this week. Oh my God, no, not an actor. Yes, he was born with the name Michael James Vigencio Gubitosi in, oh, in New Jersey. That sounds like a diagnosis. He began his career in the 1930s, performing as a child alongside his family in song and dance. Okay. But became famous with his lead role in the final years of the Our Gang short film series from 1944. Oh, yeah, the guy with the parrot who killed his wife. Yes, we are talking about Robert Blake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, yeah. Uh, he, in 1967, he had a career breakout with his work in the film In Cold Blood. Have you ever seen that? I love that movie. Incredible I movie. I love him in that movie. He's, he's excellent in that movie. He could have gone away and been like a star because of that movie. He was in that movie. Yeah, that was a great yeah, movie. That really is. Uh, he also became known for his Emmy Award winning role as Tony Beretta in the TV series Beretta from 1975 to 78. It was like the height of cool yeah which i know i never Beretta watched the show. Was that, like, i never watched the show i, 
I am very aware of that, and I don't know why, but specifically Beretta, and it might have been because I have older brothers who maybe were watching television. Okay. Uh, yeah, but that was, to me, at the time, at 75, I'm not even 10, but it was like the height of male coolness. Yeah. It was Robert Blake as Beretta. Beretta, not Robert Blake. And his Beretta. Pet, and his pet cockatoo. And the pet fucking bird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he killed his wife. Well, uh, he also appeared... Have you, have, you ever, have you ever seen the David Lynch film, Lost Highway? No. He appears as this creepy character they known in the film as the Mystery Man. Okay. And he's in like a couple of scenes. He's re- he's actually really good in that. Okay. But in 2000, he married his second wife. He proved he can act. Yes. Yes, he did prove he can act. He was a, he was a decent actor. Yeah. He was a good actor. Yes, he was. But in the year 2000, he married his second wife by the name of Bonnie Lee Backley. And that's when you hit the mountain going fast. Well, what I didn't know until I started researching all this was Backley had been married nine times previously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And she was kind of known for exploiting older male celebrities for their wealth and access to celebrity in Hollywood and everything. But after they... She bore his child, and she even kind of lied about that, saying it was actually the child of Marlon Brando's son, Christian Brando. Oh, because who wouldn't want to, you know, right? spend the night trying to make a son with Christian Brando at the time? At the time. But then they had paternity tests and found out it was Blake's child, so Blake decided to marry her. Okay, what a noble gesture. Yes, but... So when you... Hold on, do you just go to a different courtroom? Like, I'm going to sue you because... Oh, my why? God. No, so I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna prove my paternity test in one courtroom. Yes. This is the paternity test. I'm the, and right. what, are you going to go to the next courtroom and For get what? married? It's so romantic. I guess. I don't think it was that quick, but... I'm sure Still. Was, I'm sure it was a little time It's between. just how one thing leads to another. You just prove the paternity and then bang up marriage. I guess That's it. The right thing to do. I don't know. Well, anyway, did it turn out to be the right thing for Bonnie Blake? Well, that's what we're going to discuss right yeah, now. Because yeah. on May fourth, two thousand one, Blake took Backley out for dinner at Batello's Italian restaurant in Studio City, California. While Blake had returned back to the restaurant to collect a pistol that he had left inside, Blake was shot in the vehicle dead, which was parked on a side street around the corner from the restaurant. The wife. The wife was shot dead. Yep. After Blake went into the and went into the restaurant and got a pre-planted gun. Yes, that and he, he said he left behind. Himself. That he said he left behind. He left behind in the restaurant. Yes. See, that's the whole thing. There was not. There was no forensic evidence that connected Blake to the crime. That's why he got away with it. The gun that they found. They found a gun later on in a trash can. Right. But they couldn't prove any connection between that gun and, and Blake him. at all. But yeah. they could with that gun and the murder. Like yes, that, exactly. Okay. Yes, they knew it was that gun that, that, gun that was her, used to kill her. But we can't prove it was him. That was that it was him that, that, he, that he had anything to do with. Right. Well, there were two stuntmen who testified that Blake had approached them about murdering Backley. Okay. And they testified before the jury, but the jury came back and said not guilty. You can't prove it. Yeah, exactly. And you're talking about, you know, murder here. Yeah. Now, personally, I I don't think you could, like, what was their relationship like? Would he have killed her? Was there, what benefit was there to killing her? Was it money? Was it just to get her to shut up? Was it because she knew too much about his criminal actions? If there were any, mm. you know, like, why did he kill her? Yeah, that I, yeah, if he did, why well, don't know. Whether why would he kill her? or if she was it seemed to be more of scamming a story him. Well, maybe there was. I don't remember it. You're talking about 20 years ago now. Yeah, yeah. That I mean, you were old then. Oh, fuck. 
you. But in 2005, Blake was found liable in a civil wrong suit brought by uh, Backley's three children, and he was ordered to pay $30 million. That was later reduced to $15 million. Uh, okay. And he declared bankruptcy afterwards. Of course he did. And he died on March 9th of this year from heart disease at the age of 89. Where was he living? How was his life? What was he doing? He was living a nice, quiet life, I guess, in Los Angeles, keeping to himself. Okay. And now and then you'll see he appeared for interviews on, like, Larry King and some other programs. All right. But that's really about it. He, he didn't pursue any more acting. But it wasn't like he was found in a homeless shelter... No, no, Half nothing. eaten by his cats. No, no, you know, nothing and, like and that. Stayed out there on Long Island. All right, but he was old too. How old was he? Eighty-nine. Eighty-nine. Please, Robert Blake. Good for you, Robert Blake. Good, Good for, for you. you, Robert Blake. Rest in peace. I don't know. Was he an asshole or was she just a bitch? <clears throat> or was it both? Because he killed her. I mean, I think everyone agrees. Yeah. If the only thing you have is that he is the husband, like there's nobody else in the world who would kill her, but he is the husband, he killed her. I mean, I don't know how extensive her criminal background was. I think she was kind of crazy. She, well, but and she was a handful. I don't know if I'm crazy. I'm not a medical doctor. I don't perform those things. Okay. But she was a handful. Yes. For sure. Yes. Go ahead. We now move on to our next segment. Oh, oh, oh. Yes. Every one of these hurts. Today in history. It isn't. It's the 1970s in suburbia in history. That's what that is. You didn't like that I one? didn't. Oh. Two swings and two misses. <laughs> Go back to Patsy and the Coconuts. That was terrible. <laughs> I'll see what I can or get it. Or get it, you know, start from like to 60 minutes. Well, maybe a musical theme like W-I-N-S. We give you traffic every eight minutes. You know what I mean? Like that. <laughs> No, that was awful. That was... Please notify the producer. Jesus, that was bad. Woo! Share carpeting on a split level and the furniture's all covered in plastic. That's what that was. Big, heavy crystal ashtrays on every table. Don't forget the wood paneling. Can I... Oh, and the mirrored wall. Can I... Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. They were both really bad. I have to say, uh, but really bad. Maybe appropriate, okay, but really bad. Like really bad. I'll see what I can do for next time. I swear. Better leave it out. Let's read a. Let's read a section of Tennyson. <laughs> anyway, today uh, in uh, history, on March fifteenth, eighteen twenty, this state was admitted as the twenty-third state to the United States. Kansas. Nope. Tennessee. Nope. Alabama. Nope. Remember the... Alamo is Texas? Wow. No. 1820 we're talking about. Okay, so yeah. Uh, when was the Alamo? That was 1840, 45. Okay, yeah. Once you get into the 18s, it's all, you know, you're lucky if I can divide it in half. How about, remember the... Alamo. No, there's another, remember the battleship that sank in off of Cuba, started the Spanish-American War? Oh, oh, yeah, no. The Maine! Oh, the Maine. So we're talking about the state of Maine. Okay, remember the Maine. Yes. It's not poetry. It's, uh, remember the Maine, remember the Maine. It, it's just not nice. It's just not pretty. Oh, okay. Remember that. Remember the Alamo is pretty. Maybe you need that extra syllable. Remember the Alamein. Do you know who were the first European settlers in Maine? Um, say Dutch. Nope, the French. Really? Yes. Why? Because they were there first. Uh, I know. <laughs> 
that's why. Why would they go there as opposed to any other place? Because they were settling in the North America area. They were settling all in the whole, can, what we now call Canada, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm looking at the ancients like, well, they like the climate because it helped them with their thing and they did that and they liked it and the grapes They still went there for that. commercial reasons. Oh, they they went to cut down trees and kill bird Fur trade, exactly, all of that. Oh. And they were setting up their own colonies. That's all you had to say. But anyway, it was later colonized and taken over by the British Empire, of, of course. course. Do you know what state it was officially, what colony it was officially a part of until it seceded in 2020, 1820? Massachusetts. Massachusetts is correct. Very good. Don't wow. be so surprised. <laughs> yes, I am. Also, it was part of what was known as the Missouri Compromise, in which... Because of the tensions between the slave states and the free states, they agreed, okay, we'll allow in Maine to be admitted this year and next year. Missouri will be allowed to be admitted. So this way they have one more free state, one more slave state. Right, right. Because you can only do one state a year. Yeah, I guess. You know, it's not like on September 13th you could just fucking, okay, this is a state admitting day. Who's up? You know what? Did you hear about that thing that they're doing out in, what is it, Oregon and Utah? No. I don't know about this. Okay, so... So hold on. One of the states yes. has like these, is going to uh, take counties from the other, absorb the counties from the other state. Okay. And it's that, does Oregon and Utah come anywhere near each other? I mean, it's at way the fuck, like... Without seeing a map, I couldn't tell you. Oh, God. And God forbid we had a screen in front of us. <laughs> With a map of the United States. How easy that would be. Oh, my God. Wouldn't that be easy? It's probably in the back seat of the Ford. If you want to go look for the for the Rand McNally. Um, no, it does not border Oregon at all. All right. Okay. So, so I don't know what I'm talking about. I read something about one state, like, absorbing the counties or of, an, of the next state. Okay, I haven't heard anything like that. But like, no. What the news was was that the rep, the House of Representatives of that one state had approved it. Okay, of course, then it had to go to the Senate. Mm -hmm. Then it had to go through wherever the two governors were or whatever. I mean, it, had, it has a long political journey. And then they can't do that without an act of Congress. Right. So okay. evidently one state can't just like... To see territory to another to state another, without federal approval. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like it's against states' rights to me. Or it could be a violation of federal sovereignty. Okay. You know? I don't know. Once you start using words like sovereignty, I'm thinking European princes... And uh, it's no longer about politics. <laughs> well, anyway, can you name the one state that borders Maine? Oh, is it Vermont? Or it's either Vermont or New Hampshire. It is New Hampshire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, the only state to border one state. Is Maine. Yep. That's because Maine should be in Canada. <laughs> but it's not. Right? Like, Maine should be in Canada. I guess, but it's yeah. not. I mean, it's Canadian in every fucking way, Maine. Except it's not. Except it's not. Also, the fucking French, man. Maine is the only state whose name consists of one... Can you fill in the blank? Are you having a stroke? Maine is the only state whose name consists of one... Consonant. No, syllable. syllable. Thank you, Stephen. Syllable. 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 No other state has a monosyllabic name. Monosyllabic. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought syllable. Do you know what the capital of Maine is? Hold on, give me a second. The capital of Maine, uh, Livingston. 
No. Oh, uh, reindeer. No. Uh, One more guess. Okay. Um, Think of a month. September. No. Augusta. Augusta. Yes, that is the capital of Maine. Do you know what is the state crustacean? I would say lobster for sure. Lobster is the, indeed the state crustacean of Maine. Uh, first of all, I can't think of many other crustaceans. And third, second of all, like uh, B, the uh, Maine is lobsters. I mean, yes, that's, it is. That's, not a, that's, that's why I gave it to you. I feel you would definitely get that. That was a lot. I know. I was playing to the crowd on that one. The crowd. <laughs> okay. Hey, guys. Among crowd. famous people from Maine are actor Patrick Dempsey, director John Ford, author Stephen King, uh, actress Linda Lavin. I'll tell you what. Maine, for all the good state, they can't use any what Stephen King wrote as like public, and like, come visit us. Publicity. Right. Because he wrote everything. Everything happens up there. Happen, he happens in me. Okay. Uh, yeah. And none of it is good. <laughs> like, people go to Maine to, to die horrible deaths. <laughs> it's so, the most haunted state in the Union. Stephen King is not on there. Like, they can't use him as a... We're the home of Stephen King. It's like, holy fuck, thanks. But other Mainers include Linda Lavin. Oh, I love her. Andrea Martin. Andrea Martin. Okay, love yep. Andrea Martin. I've seen her. She was... Oh, go ahead. And Never lastly, mind. Judd Nelson. Judd Nelson. Everybody loves Judd Nelson. Everybody loves Judd Nelson. All right. If you put him in a lineup in front of me, I couldn't pick him out. Well, Judd also Nelson. today in his... Is that the guy from Taxi? Judd Nelson? Yeah. No, no, that's Judd Hirsch you're thinking of. Judd Hirsch is the guy or from Or am I Taxi. getting that wrong? <laughs> no, it's Judd Hirsch, yeah. Okay, so... Judd Nelson was in uh, The Breakfast Club. He played the bully guy. Is he the one who tried to kill Curly? What? In Oklahoma. Did Judd... The Judd. Judd is the villain in Oklahoma. Yeah, that has nothing to do with this. The fuck are you talking Judd about? Fry. Yeah, Judd Fry is a character. We're talking about an actor. A real person. Don't talk to me like you're a nurse in a home. <laughs> Don't talk to me like you belong in a home. I'm just saying there's a lot of Judds. It's easy to get confused. I don't know who Judd Nelson is. Okay. All right. Sounds like he would be like some American down-home sort of country personage. Judd Nelson. Did you remember that series that Brooke Shields had for a while on no. TV? It was a comedy. He was on that. Oh, I may. Suddenly Susan or whatever it was I called. I may have seen 15 or 20 minutes He was that. on that show. Okay. Okay. Okay, young and handsome. Good Brooke Shields ain't appearing with no pigs. You know, nobody's prettier than her, but everybody's got a little bit of standing. Anyway, moving on. Today, on March 15th, 1977, this television series premiered. <coughs> Come and knock on our door. Come and knock on our door. We're waiting, waiting for you. We're waiting for you. Where the kisses are hers and hers and his. Company, too. <laughs> yes, the wow. premiere of Three's Company. Wow. For those of you too young to remember, fuck you. <laughs> you missed it. Yes. You missed it, and fuck you. Three's Company was a farcical sitcom about three roommates in a, an apartment building out in California. I forget where in California. Santa Barbara, San Diego. Yes, yeah, Santa, Santa Barbara, something like May that. that was and it was two young girls played by Joyce DeWitt and Suzanne Summers. Who became a huge star because of this. Yes, she did. And they had like a male... Like Fawcett famous. Yes. And they had a male roommate played by John Ritter. Who was brilliant. Yes. 
But because of the puritanical landlord, played by Norman Fell, and his wife, played by Audra Lindley, who I I don't know, he I, was not going to allow two unmarried girls living so with an unmarried with man. Guy, right. So he pretended to be gay. That's right. And he allowed them to live together. <laughs> and so, yes. And, yes, and that, so, that, that's how behind we were back then. Hilarity ensues. <laughs> yes. It, I mean, it took a it took a trope. It was very funny. It was a farce. It, it, it was a lot of physical comedy. And which a lot of jiggly comedy with Suzanne's John was great summers. at it. Yeah. yeah. The, the girls became huge stars. Of course, there was the beautiful bombshell blonde. Yep. Who was stupid. And the rational uh, short brunette who was adorable, but, yeah. you know, nobody ever really... Hit on her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She was just kind of the other girl. Yeah. Uh, the friend of the blonde. Uh, and Susan Summers became a huge star. We still put our thighs together and say, you know, the, the Susan Summers thigh master. Yes. We all remember that. Like, yeah, George DeWitt didn't do so bad. John Ritter's dead. John Ritter is dead, sadly. Yes, yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was very sad when he died. He was a good I mean, he was fucking funny as hell. Yes. And he had that physical thing. And yeah. I, you know. He was a very good physical comedian. Did it Did it pigeonhole him? Hello. Speaking of pigeonholes. And then Suzanne Summer thought she was too good. She and she left. Left. And she, that's exactly right. Now, wait, didn't that happen to, which is why we know the thigh master. Uh, Charlie's Angel, something similar happened. Was it with Farrah? Farrah lasted only was two it seasons. Farrah, it would have been her, I guess. Yeah, she I was so. the, the big star of the show. Of Charlie's, Charlie's Angels. Angels. So I don't know if it was the same situation. I don't know. Yeah, okay. I think she lasted longer. I think Suzanne yeah. Summers was in and out in a season. She was there for like two or three seasons. Yeah, okay. She was replaced first by Jenny Lee Harrison, okay. and then by Priscilla Barnes. Okay, no, no, no. like this is going back to before how when you were that other person in the background. Yes. Nobody remembers. Okay. Uh, who are those women? But then the Ropers, Norman Fell and Audra Lindy, also left the series because they were in a spinoff series called right. The Ropers. Called Ropers. Which didn't last long. No, but they replaced, they replaced them with a new landlord played yes, by, by Don Knotts. Don Knotts. Who... Mr. Furley. Mr. Ralph Furley. Brilliant. Right? And yeah, he, it's Don Knotts. How can you not like Don Knotts? Yeah, it's a great character. It's ridiculous. It's silly. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, I loved it. It was yeah. it's not meant to be taken seriously. Oh, God, all. no. No, you can't. You can't. You, I mean, even all the, the anti-gay Could humor. Could you imagine playing that? Like, you know? Would that be, like, how bad would that be to play in front of like today's 20 or 30 year old? They be walking out. They'd be shunned. Yeah, they, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, that you couldn't even, but. Because they're like, it's, like you said, it's a farce. So all of those elements are there. Yeah. You know, there's the, the mistaken identity, and there's the, the guy with the wig on, and there's But it's the whole these... idea of making fun of someone for being gay. Yeah, that that's, was the whole thing. But that... But they never made fun of... For, they never made they fun... Just, well, the landlords... The landlords Mr. Roper did. Yes. He Mr. always melted a laugh out of it. funny innuendos. And at the time, and still, some of those jokes are funny. They're fucking funny. I laughed. Listen, I don't know. It was a different time. Let me know when you want dessert. Okay. Maybe after we finish this segment, we'll... Uh, Which means you have to stand right outside the door. Don't say a word, but listen. Yes, it's Tommy's birthday today, folks. Okay, Tinyu, happy birthday. Tinyu, happy birthday. Woo! Happy birthday. <laughs> oh, I'm going to vomit. To you. This Woo! is not why you went out, is it? Happy Excuse birthday, Mr. Tomalong. This is horrible. <laughs> happy birthday. Oh, my God. 
to you. Thank you. Thank you, Marilyn. <laughs> Don't you dare. You have to read it. Marilyn, my ass. What do I have to read? It says, you are old as fuck. <laughs> Thank you. How old are you today, Tommy? Today is my 56th birthday. Wow. wow. 56 wow. years on this planet. Yeah. Uh, and, and both of my parents died at 57. Mm. Nine days apart. Okay. And uh, so, are we starting a betting pool this year? Then, I, what I'm saying is that this is the I time we've been betting since our wedding. The next two years, oh god! But the next, the next two years, yeah, and you got to figure that into where you're going to place your bet. <laughs> yeah, so you know, the end is nigh. Do you have any words of wisdom to share with our <laughs> listeners? I do not. <laughs> Nothing at all. No. No, no. Words of wisdom? Have you learned nothing in your 56 years that you would care to share with our audience? I don't think anybody uh, cares about what I learned. And no, I don't. I don't. I would rather not waste the time. He oh. learned he doesn't like his birthday. I didn't need to learn that. Oh. Thank you, though. This is very nice. I'm going to have the as. Eat some as. Eat some, I'm going to eat some as. <laughs> All right, this episode is going horrible. <laughs> just so you know, I just want you to know. Well, we'll now move on to our next segment, if that <laughs> makes you feel any better. Okay. I had one. You have to stop. I had one for this day in history. I'm sorry. Did you have something to add for this day in history, Tommy? I did. What was that? On this day in history, sometime in the early 1960s, My Fair Lady opened on Broadway. Really? Were well, you there for the opening? No. But, fuck you. And who starred as Henry Higgins and Eliza Doolittle in the opening? Well, it was the original stars. It was What's-His-Name-And-Who's-Her-Face. Um, oh, of course. Then, the famous duo. The famous duo of um, What's-Her-Face. At the no, Watcher McCall Theater. Henry, Henry, uh, Henry Higgins is the character. Yes. I can't remember. Rex Harrison, maybe? Rex Harrison was one of them. Okay. Probably Mr. Higgins. Uh, you don't know who played it on Broadway? Who was thing. snubbed for the movie? Uh, that's the thing. That's the Julie thing. Julie Andrews. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. It's the snub for the movie thing because she did the movie for the other thing. Yes. Mary, I think it was what, Mary Poppins? Uh, or the thing with the nuns. Oh, A Sound of Mucus. Yeah. The hills are alive. We now move on to our next segment. What day is it? Okay, Could you please tell me? What day is it? How could you do Yes, it's time for What Day Is It? And today is National Shoe the World Day. First of all, I get three guesses in this topic. Okay. Always. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm so sorry I jumped ahead of that. Write it into your script. Okay. What day is it? Tommy I have guess three, three guesses. guesses. Okay. All right. So sorry. Yeah, okay. Whatever. But today is National Shoe the World Day. Shoe. Shoe, as in flu, shoe, puff, shoe, fly. As in shoe, shoe. Or shoes on my feet. Shoes on your shoes feet. Shoes on my feet. Did you know that over 500 million children, teens, and adults do not have one pair of shoes to wear? I do not. I know that the number is heartbreaking anyway. But that's right. It's over half a billion people. That's, yeah. How many pairs of shoes do you own? A couple. A couple? I have a weakness for shoes. Me too. Right. I have about 12 pairs of shoes. I don't have that many. Okay. Well, I have different types of dress shoes, different types of sneakers. I don't want to go through your Casual closet. shoes. Uh, yeah. Well, what do you do with your shoes when you're done with them? Usually they're so completely beaten. Okay. That they're just thrown away. Oh. Why? What should I be doing with them, Patrick? Well, since there are a lot of shelters for homeless people where people do need shoes... You can always donate your shoes to a shelter. Okay, hold on. 
Yes. When I tell you that my shoes are beat to death when I let them go. Yes. You don't understand what I'm saying. Fuck I don't mean of- I broke a lace. I don't mean there's a there's a I mean there's holes in the bottoms. The uppers are coming off. It's torn. You can't wear them without you wear bread bags over your feet before you put them on. Fair enough. All right. So I'm not talking about anything donatable. But looking beyond your own limited scope of yourself, okay. there are other people there who do get rid of shoes before they reach that stage of decay. Yes. So what we're yes. doing is recommending that instead of just throwing those shoes away, right. they should donate them to a shelter, a homeless organization. To somebody who could use them. Exactly. That's right. And also, there's an organization online that you can either donate shoes or money to. It's Isn't called it? Souls for Souls. That's S-O-L-E-S, number four, S-O-U-L-S, dot org. Okay. Yeah. Sounds like thrift shops. No, it's not. I don't donating think it's a thrift shop. shop. No. But I think that donating to thrift shops is the same sort of thing. Well, but yeah, but a thrift shop's going to sell them. Thrift shop not to I get what you're saying. Right. Okay, I hear you. Yeah, so. Happy National Shoe the World Day. Shoe the World. It's a bad name. Shoes for everyone. Something. Shoe the World. Shoe the World. I don't like it. I mean, I get it. <laughs> it's, I don't like it. Okay. I don't like it. And of course, today is the Ides of March. It is the Ides of March. Yes. Do you know what the Ides are? Now, are you talking about what the Ides are as... Independent of the uh, killing of uh, of Caesar? Yes. Like, what's the definition of an Ides? Yes, because everyone always says, beware the Ides of March, but uh, do they know what Ides are? Every month has an Ides. Yes, they it, do. Very, basically, it's the middle of the month. So yes. That, for every 31-day month, the 15th is the Ides. Right. Now, for the 30-day months, I don't know if the Ides is 16 or 14. It, it can change. It's Sometimes it's the 13th, sometimes it's the 15th. Okay, okay. But the Roman calendar was originally based on the phases of the moon. Right. So they had basically, instead of having days, numbered days of the month, they had like three set days. That there were, One day was known as the Ides, which was like the 13th or the 15th of the month. Uh, the first day of the month was known as the Kalends, capital K-A-L-E-N-D-S. And then the fifth or seventh day of the month was known as the Nones, N-O-N-E-S. Okay. So that's what the Ides are. Yeah, the middle of the month. Yep. Every month has one. Yes. It's just because Shakespeare wrote it down and that bitch delivered it so good <laughs> that we know the Ides of March as a separate thing. Still, it's cool as fuck. Yeah. The, so Ides are, like, the reference is just, just... Oh, of course. It's awesome. But like I said, everyone here is like, no, they know it's associated with Julius Caesar. But... And it has this sinister sound. Yes. The Ides of yeah. Beware the Ides, Ides of March. Of March. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> I like that. That's good marketing. So now you know the definition of the Ides. No, I knew it, I knew it before now. Yes, you did. So... I gave you a more specific meaning. Uh, of, of course. Of course. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> you dick. <laughs> Go ahead. We now move on to our next segment. Wait, we're not going to talk about uh, the famous thing that happened on this day? We talked about that last year. The killing of Shakespeare? The killing, killing of, of Julius Caesar, yeah. yeah killing yeah, of Julius Caesar. Yeah, we talked about that last year. All right. We'll talk about it again next year. It seems like an important enough topic. All right, yeah. whatever. Move we on. got plenty of other stuff to talk about. Oh, God. Which is why we're now moving on to our next segment, which is Turn Your Head and Cough. Oh my God! <laughs> the fuck was that? Important. It's like I, a hamster coughing. 
I want to show range. Oh, you're certainly showing that. But anyway, this is a story about avian flu. Derange is more like it. Derange. Avian flu. I hate it when those birds have a cold because there's snot everywhere from the chicken. Not bad enough they just poop wherever the fuck they want. Well, what's happening is that there is a strain of avian flu that is killing seals off of the New England coast. Oh my God, that's so sad. So now health experts are now worried because of this bird to mammal transfer. Yeah, the fuck is happening? They're now worried that it might spread more easily among people. Whoa, 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 whoa. Bird to mammal? Yes. You're talking about seals? Yes. Seals Seals is mammals. Yes. We are mammals. I understand. I can't kick hard enough anymore. For it to be worth it. That's something they don't tell you when you get older about getting older. When you're young about getting older. Is that you want to do it. You want to kick him to death. (laughs) But you know you can't anymore. Not without, you know. A nurse. Or a pause. (laughs) You know, I need to to have a drink. But anyway, what they're concerned about is that one of these avian flu strains might infect some animal that is more that is also susceptible to the human flu. Okay, and that therefore, would be bad for yeah, that animal. Exactly. Which not only like that, but, but uh, like pigs. Okay. And then you get your uh, simian. No, not simian. What but then you can get animal to human transfer. Of course, That's because how... uh, pork is yummy. Exactly. What's it called? Pigs. 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 The general, like, Latinized simians are apes. And, and I don't know the Latin for pigs. Oh, God. Like something that... Okay, never mind. <laughs> okay. It's like a word that speaks to the whole sort of... Pork? No, no. It's not the meat. It's more like the... Bacon? <laughs> like a dog is... Canine. this <laughs> Exactly. Like what? Canine is the perfect... Canine, feline, bovine... What you call your... Pigine. Uh, I don't know. I, okay. There's something. And I was wondering what it was. I do not know. Okay. That's, I'll God. consult my Latin expert for next week. Jesus. You... Uh, Go, go, continue. Anyway, the last outbreak of avian flu occurred in 2022 when over 70 million domestic poultry were killed in order to stop the spread of it. You couldn't buy a chicken breast yeah. for less than like $10 a pound. Yep. Now they've also and said- eggs? Oh, eggs now. Please. You can't touch eggs. I know. But during the past 20 years, there have been fewer than 900 confu- confirmed human cases of avian flu. How many? Fewer than 900. Fewer than 900 of avian flu. Yes. And we have wasted all of this tape on this topic. But the fatality rate is over 50%. Okay. So, so... So I wouldn't say we wasted time, but just making us aware that there could eventually be a transfer of this avian flu to humans. humans. And that could be disastrous. Yeah. Look what COVID did. This could be even... They're saying this would be even... Much worse than COVID. There is going to be something worse than COVID. Of course there is. Is it going to happen right now? We don't know. Don't know. It's a bovine flu, then there's going to be whatever whatever flu is next or whatever. There's always going to be something. Yes. There's always something. It's because there's too many of us. Nobody, Nobody hears the nod. No matter how big you smile, you fucking leprechaun. You have it's it's a sound based media. I keep forgetting that. Yeah. <laughs> you never forget to shut up. <laughs> that was wrong, but you don't know what I mean. Do you leave shit like that on? Why? Like when I rant at you? Sometimes. Because that's the art. Sometimes it does. But we now move on to our next segment, wherein we take a look into my briefs. <laughs> Fucking classic right there. <laughs> right? 
That's a sound effect. And today, we're, today the first topic is the Supreme Court and transgender rights. Yeah, this isn't going to go well. There's a case called West Virginia versus BPJ. Those are the initials of the person involved in this who initially brought the lawsuit. Okay. And transgender person. This transgender individual who we are referring to by their initials, BPJ? Yes. BPJ. And what it is, BPJ was a sixth grade student when they filed this lawsuit. Oh, Jesus. They had hoped to join the girls' cross-country and track teams at her school, but under West Virginia law, she was unable to do so. Hold on. You're using pronouns that I don't understand. She. Was she born a female? What was she assigned at birth? I'm assuming that she is a trans woman or trans girl. Or that's that's what she identifies. Okay. okay. As a trans girl. Yes. Okay. So she joined the girls' cross-country, or she wanted to join the girls' cross-country and track team. Okay. They wouldn't let her. But because she's transgender, they would not allow her because it's prohibited by West Virginia law. Okay. Is that true? Well, the West Virginia law says that school athletes must play for the team that corresponds with their biological sex. Okay. So she sued to challenge the law. Okay. And what happened was it's been going up to the federal court system. And in February of this year, a federal appeals court temporarily blocked the law from taking effect while the case was on appeal. Okay. So it's now going before the U.S. Supreme Court. And what the basically the court is asking or what the issue is asking is whether trans, uh, whether discrimination against transgender people is inherently suspect under the Constitution and thus subject to what is called heightened scrutiny by the courts. This is interesting here. Yes. Because it ain't about the legality of it, because the law is the law. Well, the only thing so far that the Supreme Court has ruled on this issue was about a year or two ago in a decision that Justice Gorsuch had uh, written about how you cannot discriminate against transgender people in employment under federal law. So that was that's really been the only time they addressed it. Now, this case, because it's on appeal, it ended up on the court's shadow docket. Now, what is that? Hold on. Before you start to shadow docket bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, explain to me what their argument is again. Why, what's the case saying? Well, they want to have the, basically this law subject to what is called heightened scrutiny, which I'll, if you want, I can explain that right now for you. Briefly! What it is, is groups that have a history of purposeful, unequal treatment, which frequently bears no relation to their ability to perform or contribute to society, okay, I get it. should enjoy enhanced protections against discrimination. Those protections are known as heightened scrutiny. Because? Because they're under a suspect group that's been subject to historical discrimination. So we got to pay a little more attention to these people. Right. Because this is, you know, they have a history. So, so far under legal precedent, discrimination on the basis of race or sex has been been subject to heightened scrutiny. Okay. So now the question is, will this be applied to transgender people as well? And for for the government to challenge this, they have to prove that they have a sufficiently important government interest in maintaining this law. That they do not have to... No, that's what the government has to prove, that they have a substantial, a sufficiently important government interest in maintaining this law being held, upheld. So that's the issue before the court. All right. So the court, the court being that it's on the shadow docket, it could end up scheduling it for oral arguments later. It could just issue a decision and send it back down to the court saying we're not dealing with this. Or just issue a like, really, like, really one-page decision saying, you know, oh, so whatever. It's a, it's a case in front of them. They haven't decided how they're going to approach it yet. Exactly. That's a shadow Shadow court? That's the shadow docket. To me, I I imagine a shadow or oh, a shadow docket. So it's just everything in front of them. What's the shadow? Shadow and you hit something hidden, something something kept aside, something other than. It's a shadow. 
It's not part of the court's regular calendar. That's where it's called the shadow docket. So is it, hold on, and be patient with me. Is it like a waiting list? Like it? Like is it Supreme Court adjacent? Or is it like right up there, It's they're going to decide this this year? It's usually dealing with the cases that have to deal with an issue before a case can be further litigated. That's what it's generally been used for. Not always. Oh, hold on, give me a second. in the last couple of years. It's usually used as a place where you litigate for litigations for litigators. Right. Okay. okay. In other words, you're dealing with intermediate issues, not necessarily final issues and determining the outcome of the case. Okay. Okay. But sometimes... So it's about the issue that the... That, that the... That the um, whoever filed the appeal. What? Whoever filed the appeal. The, the, and then the court decides whether it goes on the regular docket or the shadow docket. Okay. Unless, of course, they request to be on the shadow docket, and, and then the court can decide that as well, well. What would the benefit of that be? I, because it could need, maybe it needs to be expedited. I see. So they can take care of that shit, like, with the clerks. Yeah. They can issue a decision on something like that, even without oral arguments. They can just issue okay. it on the papers. Okay, okay. Now, do they get to all of that? What do, do you mean? Like, are they given, this is the docket. Right. This is the shadow docket, uh-huh. and all of it's got to be done by June. You have from October to June to do all of this. Is that what how it goes? It's part of it, yes. It's all part of that whole Supreme Court okay. session. Okay. From that period of time. Okay. okay. I object to the word shadow docket. Okay. It's, it's just the image is wrong. But anyway, that's where things are right now. So people are waiting to see how, what, and if the court's going to do anything on this case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it could be the first, like, real concrete decision addre- addressing transgender rights. It's not going to go good. No. It's not going to go good. And then today, as we heard on the news earlier, there was a four-hour hearing before a U.S. district judge in Amarillo, Texas. Oh, this guy. About a group of, it's a by coalition of anti-abortion groups called the Alliance for Hippocratic Medicine. Okay. And they're filing to overturn the FDA administration's approval of pills used to terminate pregnancies. Could you stop for a second? Yes. When was that FDA approval given? 20 years ago. And what is their basis for the lawsuit? Why are they saying that now 20 years later? Hold on. What What, what is the basis of that do you have that information? Yes, I do. Go ahead. What is it? They're claiming that the FDA that the FDA did not adequately evaluate the drug safety at Tw- the time. 20 years approving ago. It. Yes. So they're, they're filing a lawsuit. Yes. About what happened 20 years ago. Yes. Despite the 20 years of a successful, pretty much well-established medical treatment. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Now, the drug that's being fought about right now, it's called mifepristone. Sounds like you're lifting it. I know, right? Ethyl fair. Mifepristone. You're saying it so wrong. I'm just going to say mif. (laughs) How about the drug? Anyway, the drug, what it does, it blocks the progesterone hormone, and it's used in combination with another drug, which I'm not even going to try pronouncing also. And then it induces contractions, which then, I guess, terminates the pregnancy. It causes a miscarriage. And it has a 0.4% risk of causing any complications. Now, in order to be legal, when uh, how what are the restrictions on this drug? It can't be used beyond the first trimester. I That I don't know, and that depends on state laws, which are all different now. Okay. Once once the Supreme Court overruled Dobbs, all the state now are all... And they said, they no, we're going to overrule Dobbs. We're going to do Dobbs, but it's not going to affect the private sort of business that's already going on. It's not going to It's not going to spread. And here it is. Yeah. Doing exactly that. Exactly that. Uh, less than a year later, probably. How long was that? How long was that? That's been a long time. For what? Since that decision? Since they took the abortion away. Is that Dobbs? That was about, what, two years ago now? Is one, that long? One year ago, two years 
years ago? I'm saying. I don't know. Yeah, it was at least at least one year ago. It could have been eight months ago. At least I, don't, one I don't have any fucking idea. But anyway, um, even though they didn't cover this in the newscast we watched today, I did some further reading on this oral argument today. Who should we believe, you or MSNBC? And the judge on this case, as we were told, was a Trump appointee. He was. And he supposedly is very anti-abortion. He seems to be. But one point that he brought up when he asked the lawyers for the anti-abortion coalition, he asked if they could offer another example of a drug with a long-established approval that was yanked from clinics or hospital shelves. Now his friend, and they said, no, we can't think of one. Here's what I'm thinking. Either this guy is just asking the question he knows he has to ask. He has to ask that question. Yeah. Yeah. Or he's looking at the law in front of him, and actually, does it? Uh, do, does being a judge and the ex- expectations of what a judge is supposed to do does that change a person when they go in there? Does that flip them? Uh, does that give them a little more somberness? Does that let them look at the law for the first time and say, "Well, that's what it says"? So, kind of, yeah. Well, uh, oral arguments in a case are basically used to enhance the arguments that have already been provided in documents to the court. Can we use another word? Another word for what? Oral. No. Okay. In person doesn't... doesn't In person is fine. fine. Thank you. Let's go with in person. Okay. But you got my point? I understand. Okay. So this everyone you know, was thinking that, oh, this judge is going to automatically rule you know, against the drug. It certainly seems he will. But with this question, people are thinking, well, maybe he's now thinking of the consequences of doing this. That's what I'm saying. He's one judge and what his decision can affect most of the country. My question is his motivation. Is it, I'm going to ask this question so they'll leave me alone. I asked the question, I got the answer, I decided this. You know what I'm saying? Instead of not answering and not asking the question. Right. Which immediately makes him look partisan anyway. Well, he's basically asking, because you're asking me to do something that has never been done before. Exactly. And what, you know? and, and yeah, what will happen if I do that? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, I don't think that necessarily means, although it might, that's my question. Is it cynical where he's saying, I got to play to the base and just ask the question to get over? Well, don't forget his appointment as a federal judge is a lifetime appointment. Right, you don't have to. So he's not subject to political pressures. That's exactly true. But so so you have to question, is it it that he's just asking the question as a matter of course, or does becoming a judge change you? I'm sure it does. You're in a different role between being a judge and a litigator. But you got to take that seriously and not be so, so driven by ideology. We know that. Whether that's going to happen in this case or in other cases, we don't know. But that's the question. And I don't have an answer for you. All right. You brought it up. I had no idea. You have a 10-page script. Go ahead. What's next? Oh, my God. I'd say go ahead too much. Time once again for the Week in Fascism. And this week, we're going to South Carolina. I was there. I lived there for a while. Really? I did. I lived in Myrtle Beach for like four years. Oh, it's beautiful down in Myrtle Beach. Uh, it certainly is. Yeah. I went the to land vacation is, a long the time land ago. The is beautiful. The beach is beautiful. Yeah. 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 Place. Great place. Very nice. Well, anyway, I almost put this news item under stupid people, but I was like, no, this is pretty fascistic, too, and stupid. Anyway, in the South Carolina state legislature, Republicans there have proposed the South Carolina Prenatal Equal Protection Act. Okay. This would ensure that an unborn child who is a victim of homicide is afforded equal protection under the homicide laws of the state. Okay, so what does that mean to the mother? 
it, well, it would define a person as an unborn child at every stage of development from fertilization until birth. Okay, so as soon as the seed hit the egg person. Yep. And what you do to that person, you can call murder now. Yep. And which means you could be you could face the death the penalty, death penalty. For having an abortion. Which some people will, I imagine, see as some sort of sick, demented, poetic justice. Well, there are some exceptions. There's an exception for if the mother had an abortion because she was compelled to do so by the threat of imminent death or great bodily injury. Hold on. You kill you you get an abortion or I'll kill you. Yeah. Go ahead. It also provides an exception if the licensed physician performs the abortion to prevent the death of a pregnant woman, but results in the accidental or unintentional injury or death of her unborn child. Hold on. So if you have to operate... To save the mother. To save the mother. But you have to also try to save the fetus. Yeah, yeah. It has to be a mistake. It has to be an accident. An accident that the fetus dies. Otherwise, you're going to jail. Yeah. If it wasn't an accident, then you're unintentional. You're go, right, unintentional. Then you yeah. didn't kill the fetus to save the mother. The fetus died as a result of things beyond your control. Mm -hmm. It was God's will. Continue. It does not include any exceptions for rape or no. incest. No, 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 it wouldn't. It just, don't they see the irony, for lack of a better word, of pro-life politicians supporting the death penalty? No. Because... That's an, how old is that argument? How old is that? Uh, I mean, that's as old as the kitten hanging onto the branch saying, hang in. Whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's a meme. That's, it's so obvious. And we've not, we see this for decades. We, yeah, I know. I know. But it's the, crazy. The idea that you can be prosecuted and face the death penalty for a medical procedure. That's insane. Yeah. That's really insane. Yep. And it's, you know, are you, are you pro-death or you're pro-birth? You're not pro-life. You're not pro-life, that's you're for pro -birth. sure. pro-birth. Because once the life hits oxygen, you don't give a fuck no. about that they wipe life. Their, they wipe their hands of you're it then. You're done. Child you're support? No. You got Welfare? Yeah, no. That's Food programs? No. Well, you, you don't so need any of that. for? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's a, is that, that's, it seems to be people who don't appreciate that sex could be pleasurable. Mm -hmm. That you should be able to have sex without having a baby. Yes, exactly. And that be okay. All right. I'm just gathering data. You're doing a great job. Data? I'm doing a great job of eating these little fucking cupcakes. <laughs> tell you what. Go ahead. We now move on to our next segment. All right. We're watching you, watching you, watching you, watching you. Yes, it's time for We Like to Watch. And what did you watch this week, Tommy? That's another good sound effect. Oh, you like that one? I like that one a lot. Okay, good. Denise Lardy suggested Thank that. Thank you. One. I was going to ask her name, but I knew you would have a head explosion. What did I watch? Um, I tried really hard to get into History of the World Part 2. Yeah, you were saying last week that... I watched the first episode again, and I wasn't... Ugh, I, I don't want to work this hard to like something. Yeah, you shouldn't have to. I don't know how everybody What's else so can... unlikable about it? It seems, first of all, they bounce back and forth in time. Okay. They're going through different episodes. No, but they don't follow it. They don't, they're not, like, they're in one time period, and then and then they go back to that time period further down the line after they've done other time periods. Okay. So, say you start with the caveman, and then you do the French Revolution, and then you do World War II, and then you do... And that's, the all, and that's all in one episode? Yeah, in the first half that hour. That sounds like a bad idea. Yeah. It, um, I would have just done, like, one time period per episode. Well. That's and that's the the way the movie. Is. It's a half an hour show, right? It's a half hour show, but there's six of them, I think. Okay, but still half an hour, one time period. That's enough time. It's, yeah, 
Uh, and that's not what they're doing. They're, they're, it's heavily edited, I guess you would say, because yeah. there's, there's, and it's somebody trying too hard. What's the level of humor? High school or above? Oh, or? No. no, 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 no. <laughs> I would, I, I would say junior high school. Wow. Oh, that's a shame. You know, it's, but, uh, and his jokes were never very sophisticated. No, I mean, even the original movie was not one of his best films. No, you know? it, was, it was awesome. It was okay in spots. There were some hard, did moments, but. <laughs> Overall, not one of his best films. It was awesome. <laughs> I love that movie. And aside from watching that again, did you watch anything else? No, and I know you want what you want to get to. I did not watch the Oscars. And why did you not watch the Oscars? Because I did not care. Okay. Okay, so here's my experience. The media that I have consumed since the Oscars, that's sort of in the ether around me happening sort of media the uh, the scroll through facebook the email the whatever the, the news the, the team uh-huh. whatever it is has been nothing but the oscars okay since Sunday. Okay. And I'm talking about Sunday meaning Saturday. Like, yeah. it's been five days of this shit already. Okay. Enough. <laughs> Enough. Okay? I'm done. You don't have to read it. It's th- What I'm saying is it's unavoidable. It is, it, it is in everywhere. It is everywhere. I'm getting emails about the fucking dress that she wore that nobody could see around. Okay? So, I, I, you can't avoid it. Okay. It's like the Super Bowl. You can't avoid that either. Well, there's I managed no, to. There's no, there's no getting around it. I managed to completely. Every, well, that's how I managed to do the Oscars this year. Oh, okay. I'm very upset that, that uh, the movie that I saw didn't win anything. What movie was that? The Banshees of Inish Sharon. Yes, I was very disappointed it did not win anything. I thought I, it was going to win at least original screenplay. I wanted it to but win for that kid. There was the juggernaut this year of everything, everywhere, all at once. Which I never saw, and I'm very happy for, and I'm so sick of. I did see the movie, and that's why I was invested in watching the Oscars this year, because I loved that movie. I thought it was the best film of the year. And you were. So I really wanted to see it win this year, and it won big. And it won everything. Right? Good it for really that. did, yeah. I don't care. I don't. I don't. I'm sorry if that makes me... Uh, uh, the seventh circle of hell. I don't care. I didn't see it. I had nothing invested. I don't who I don't know who the actresses are. I, I don't I don't fucking know. I don't care. I don't know. Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh should she have won? Who the fuck cares? Well, I, I, yeah, that's a big controversy. Yeah, well, who cares? Because they keep giving the look. Oh, Angela Bassett was pissed that she didn't win. You really can't tell from her expression if she's pissed or not. But people are saying, yeah, she was pissed that she didn't she win. She deserved to win. A, uh, but as I posted, I posted, I think, on Facebook or Twitter, I was like, if you're mad about Jamie Lee Curtis winning an Oscar, were you mad when Whoopi Goldberg won the Oscar for Ghost? Because let's face it, Ghost was not her best work. Ghost was not a good movie. She was awarded for her best, her for her Career. body of material. Yes. Which That's is, what she got that award is for. That what and they, that, was that the same thing for Jamie Lee? Maybe it was. She was very good in the movie. But she was only in for 20 minutes. She's in quite a bit of it, though. Was it the She's Angel- a supporting character. Was it Angela Bassett? I didn't know. I didn't see the movie that she was in, The Woman King. Evidently, it was the first performance ever in a DC Marvel comic book movie. Okay. To be nominated that high up in the... Okay. I mean, he was. I don't know. As a best actor. Talk about a body of work. You know. I know. Angela Bassett. 
Is that who we're talking about? Angela Bassett? Yes, that's who we're talking about. I got somebody, I got another name in my head and I don't know why. I don't know why either. I don't know. But I love Angela Bassett. And should she have won? I don't know. I didn't see either movie. I don't know. I would love to have seen her win that. She should have won for, she should have won for What's Love Got to Do With It. Well, there's there's a couple of those that she did. That, you know, she played real life people that. Yeah. She was an Audra in Lady Day at Emerson's Barn Grill. Oh, uh, yes. Oh, that was superhuman. Yeah. But Angela Bassett has done some good stuff. Yes, she has. There's no denying that. Yeah. But anyway, long was she that. She ass. What? She kick ass. Yes. Take you down. Also, they had Malala there. I Malala. Guess, I guess she was involved in some documentary, whatever. Well, she has won previously an Oscar. Okay. How's, how's that for mangling your Shakespearean right? English? But Jimmy Kimmel tried doing, like, he was yeah. doing this audience I'm thing. Saying, and that guy, it's like, leave her alone. There's nothing you're bringing up that I haven't seen on media outside of the actual broadcast itself. Okay. I saw that. He was a fucking dick. Yeah. Because as soon as they announced viewer questions, and I was like, oh, this is going to be a bad, this is going to be a bad segment. This is there are certain bad. people you just don't fuck with. Yeah. And, and this girl is one of them. Yeah. Come on. You don't fuck with this girl. Yeah. She's not one of your Hollywood, you know, clowns. Leave her alone. Yeah. Exactly. It's beyond the respect that you normally show people. Yes. That's Malala, bitch. Malala fuck with her are you kidding she got shot in the head because she was going to school she won Nobel prizes she won oscar awards it's malala Thank behave you. yourself i am best manners comb your hair you got dust come here oh my god <laughs> i'll give you let dust. me fix your collar anyway of course there was controversy what are you gonna fart <laughs> there was controversy over the in memoriam segment about who was left out. Yeah, this was interesting to me. Actors that were left out were Philip Baker Hall. I don't know him. Uh, did you see Die, Mommy, Die with Charles Bush? I did not. Oh, because he played her husband in that, or okay. his husband in that. Okay. He's been in a number of things. Great character okay, actor. Okay, yeah. And Haish. And Haish. That, was, was, that stung a little. She was omitted. People were mad. Leslie Jordan. Uh, that's, that's, you know... I don't know. Somebody, he probably did not have a extensive film career. I mean, he's probably no more for TV. Okay, probably. But regardless. Fucking Leslie Jordan. Tom Sizemore, who had just recently died. Uh, yeah. Was omitted. I don't know. Paul Sorvino. Ah, see? Omitted. That's, that's a smack in the face right there. Yep. Paul Sorvino. And lastly, Cindy Williams. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to have I'm sorry. Come on. For American Graffiti alone, you have to have her there. Bitch. Was surely, but that's TV. That's not movies. So I had one more complaint about the Oscars, but I am saving that for my gripe of the week. Oh, good. <laughs> it's a good one. Ah, uh, uh, I can't wait. Good. And then lastly, we're a little behind in our TV viewing. We finally started watching the third and final season of Star Trek Picard. Okay. And that's been good. They're bringing back a lot of the cast members from Star Trek The Next Generation. Paying homage? Yes. I mean, it's got a good storyline so Patrick far. Patrick Stewart? You know, he's in the show. He's still alive. I know he's still alive. Okay. Is, is the show sent? Is he the lead? Is it Well, it's show? called Star Trek Picard. Picard. I understand. So I think he's the lead of the show. But, but, it, okay. 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 Yeah, you're like a fucking lunch lady. You're horrible. You're just horrible. Uh, what are we talking about? Star Trek Picard. Okay. Starring Patrick Stewart okay. as Picard. Okay. See, now I knew that some of the show, it opened with his backstory because he's on a farm in France. Now, I'm not saying that a farm in France current day ties into fucking Captain Picard 2224. It was a vineyard. Whatever it was. Okay? So, could it have been his backstory and maybe Patrick Stewart wasn't in it 
because Patrick Stewart is the result of the backstory. So you wouldn't need him in the backstory. Now, I didn't know. Well, you know why? Because I never seen it. I saw the one thing in the vignette. I ain't never seen it. So you talking about me? <clears throat> well, yeah. when you saw the one thing in the vineyard. Yeah. Who was in the show? I don't It was a kid. It was somebody who was playing Captain Picard. Now, was Captain Picard, was Jonathan Stewart there? He might have been. Patrick Stewart. Uh, maybe he was. Did you see him in the show? I don't remember, Patrick. But he may have been, right? Sure. It's within the realm of possibilities in the physical world. Yes. He could have been, Counselor. Yes. He could <coughs> have been. Your Honor, I am through with this witness. Your Honor, I feel bad for you. How many times is this bitch in front of you? <laughs> Damn. What a dick. <laughs> What a we now move on to our very next segment. Okay. Go here, you're so stupid. Well, yes, it's time for stupid people. All right. All right. And we got a few of them today. Tell me Marjorie Taylor Green. I was almost going to put her on, but I was like, ah, she's just it's like shooting ducks in a barrel. Ah, ah, so I got, some more, I got some more prominent ones. First, we got Tennessee Lieutenant Governor Randy McNally. Okay. He, what did he do? Oh, you didn't hear about him. I may have. Well, he's a Republican, of course, yeah. down in Tennessee. And it seems that he followed a gay young man on Instagram named Franklin McClure. Okay. And he, uh, one of the latest things that he wrote on his Instagram page was, you can turn a rainy day into rainbows and sunshine. Which he wrote on this kid's public Instagram page. Yep. He's also posted heart and fire emojis. Okay. On his page. You love people who are hot. The governor, lieutenant governor said he was simply encouraging the young man. Okay, to do what? I guess to go forward and improve his life or whatever. But he, he did several likes on several more of McClure's posts, including one in which McClure wrote about getting weed in exchange for blowjobs. Okay. So let me ask you a question. First of all, what's this guy's uh, fucking email, uh, uh, Instagram handle? Because <laughs> I think I want to know. And I bet his Instagram fucking ex account exploded. Well, they spoke to this young man, Franklin McClure. He's now 20 years old. He's now 20? He says Mc McNally has been leaving comments on his Instagram page since McClure was 17. Has he ever met this man? He's never met him, but he said that he sends him direct messages Quote, checking on my mental health, compliments, and random things about his life and what he's going through. Okay. He's never asked for nudes, and he's never asked him for a date. Okay. But don't you think it's just a little odd? A guy, Republican, votes for anti-queer legislation, and he's doing hearts and fire emojis on a young gay man's Instagram page? Yeah. I see it. I see what you're saying. You don't need to fucking spotlight it. For okay. Me. I see it. It's just, yeah, and kind of. You know, like, this is old news. You could apply this to how many thousands? Uh, come on. But, this is who they are. But, yeah, but most of them do it, like, incognito under a fake name. Uh, to do it on This a, guy did it under his own name. On a public Instagram page. <laughs> But, but really, the offense here is the stupidity. Hence why he's on stupid people. It's just, it's just, you know, God. How hot was this fucking 20-year-old? I, I don't know. I haven't seen any pictures of him. You're a liar. I haven't. Right, I didn't look. You're a liar. But we now next move on to our next stupid person, Alice Walker. 
Okay, she wrote The Color Purple. Yes, she did. And why is she stupid? Well, she wrote an essay on her website on Friday defending J.K. Rowling. Okay. She wrote, I consider J.K. Rowling perfectly within her rights as a human being of obvious caring for humanity to express her views about whatever is of concern to her, as she has done. Okay, I got no problem with that. That's fine. No problem at all. That's lovely, Alice. She then goes on. As an elder, which I take seriously, I must remind us that there is no, quote, right witch to burn. Perhaps only our own lack of awareness of being erased long before robotic AI females were foisted upon society's consciousness, primarily as slaves, workers, and sex toys. Okay, so hold on. She objects to the current representation of robots because they're female subservience. I, I I couldn't even understand this one about the robotic AI females. I didn't understand that at all. Okay. Maybe she doesn't like the fact that the, the, the default voice on Waze is a female. Well, I, I don't know. But she continues. Okay, she continues. She, she says, by this I mean, for instance, that quote-unquote woman, the word woman, for whatever reason, was being erased in language well before she slash her was being disappeared from dictionaries and societies. Now, it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? No one's disappearing language. When she... Read the first sentence again. By this for me, instance, I mean that woman, for whatever reason, was being erased in language well before she slash her was being disappeared from dictionaries and society. Uh, you, you're going to have to reference that for me. Because the word woman, it sounds like she's talking about the very word itself, woman. That's being erased of its meaning. Okay. That's what she's meaning. It doesn't come out that well, but that's exactly what she's meaning. That because of transgender women. Does she put the word women in quotes? Yes, she did. Okay, so then she's talking about the word itself. Yes. No? Yes. So if the, she, the word itself is disappearing, and I'd like to know where she gets that information from because it's a ridiculous thing to say. Well, she gets more ridiculous. The use of, quote, guy, close quote, for both male and female eroded the ability of children to easily feel confident in which gender they were. From that confusion, considered irrelevant apparently to the forming of young minds, has come much cutting off of parts and restructuring of essential physical equipment. Stop. Full disclosure. I call everybody bitch. We know that. Okay. That's what I'm saying. So I'm guilty of this, evidently. Well... Because if you're calling everybody guy and it's a problem, then calling everybody bitch has got to be a problem. Or dude. Or bro. Or whatever it is. That's got to be a problem. Is it because it's male-centered dude, bro, Guy, I don't see how that would erase a child's ability to feel confident in their gender. Because, well, I, by I, saying, "Hey guys, let's go." Well, if you do it like that with your wrist bent, but that's what all we're talking. But, but you know what I'm fucking talking about. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Hey guys, let's go. Uh, no, but there were times when growing up, I was in environments when I was not obviously physically as masculine or as accomplished as the people there, and I noticed. And I felt uncomfortable about it. Okay. So, yes, I will admit to that happening to me. I understand that. But then when she goes into this whole thing about there's come much cutting off of parts and restructuring of physical equipment, that's not happening. But that's... uh, Is she... There's no surgery being performed on trans kids 
under the age of 18. That is prohibited by law. Yes, they're using puberty blockers and other medications, but it's not removing body parts. She sounds like fucking Hannibal Lecter right there. Well, I was looking a little bit more into her history, and I didn't know all that much about her, aside from the fact that she wrote The Color Purple. But she has been cited for her anti-Semitic statements. Okay. And her endorsement of a anti-Semitic conspiracy theorist named David Ick and his book titled Human Race Get Off Your Knees, The Lion Sleeps No More, which promotes the theory that the Earth is ruled by shape-shifting reptilian humanoids and quote-unquote Rothschild Zionists. All right, well, it makes about as much sense as any other theory of, creati of, of creation and, uh, you know, it's hard to laugh at this guy when... Uh, so they're lizard aliens. Okay. Jesus was... Jewish a, lizard aliens. Jesus, oh, yeah, and Jesus was a zombie. You know, like, I don't know. It just seems to me like, so what? So like, it, it's just a little hard to take Alice Walker seriously when you hear her saying shit like this. You know? And especially when she's so ignorant of what she's talking about. Another one who thinks she knows about transgender people and the issues and doesn't know shit. She's not talking about what she knows. She's talking about what she feels. I don't care. You wrote it down on fucking paper. Okay. And what you feel is based on factually incorrect information. Which which maybe she would be open to you telling her if you didn't do it through a tight jaw and gritted teeth. That's all I'm saying. Be nice. I'm sure Alice Walker doesn't want to be mansplained by a 61-year-old cis white gay guy. man. <laughs> Gotta get the word cis in every episode. So, moving on to our list, we now move on to Republicans in general. I gotta tell you, though, The Color Purple is a great fucking story. It is a great story. Thank you. Go ahead. So, now we're talking about government... Uh, we're talking about some the Republicans and the certain word they've been using lately. Is this woke? Republicans and conservatives. Yes, we're talking about the word woke. I want somebody to... I, I was thinking about posting this uh, on social media. Explain to me, define to me what woke is, please, because it's being used against me, and uh, I want to know. Well, first I'm going to get to what's, what's been going on. There was an interview on... There's this online political site called The Hill. And they uh, have, I guess, an online show called Rising. Okay. And it's hosted by a conservative journalist and a liberal conservative. Now, the uh, hill journalist. comes across my timeline, but I don't watch their videos. Okay. So, they had this author on named Bethany Mandel. Okay. Who has written this book about how your children are being indoctrinated, and she talks about woke and everything. Okay. So, the one host, Brianna Joy Gray, says, so, I mean, woke, uh, she writes, she says, would you mind defining woke? It's come up a couple of times. I saw that. I just want to make sure we're on the same page. You know how I said I follow, but I don't click their videos? Yes. This video I click. Yeah. I watched so, this video. This was embarrassing. Yeah. And she goes, well, so I mean, woke is sort of the idea that um, this is going to be one of those moments that goes viral. Well, she was right about that. She then went on to say, I mean, woke is something that's very hard to define. And we spent an entire chapter defining it. An entire whole chapter in a book about woke. It is sort of the understanding that we need to totally reimagine and reduce society in order to create hierarchies of oppression. 
which means I'm sorry. What? It's hard to explain in a 15-second soundbite. And Gray told her to take your time. Take your time. <laughs> Good PBS, basically, bitch. So it's like, yes, write a whole book about woke, but you can't define what woke is. In, in 15 seconds. Yeah. 30 seconds. 90 seconds. So then, of course, you've heard in the news lately about the collapse of the Silicon Valley Bank, right? I have. That's been hard to escape. Yes. Like the Oscars. Well, it seems that the House Oversight Committee chairman, oh, James Jesus. Comer, Republican from Kentucky. Oh, God. He said that he saw fit to call the bank one of the most woke banks well, because woke of bank. its commitment to environmental, social, right. and corporate governance-driven investing. Right. Banks is woke. Donald, tweet, Donald Trump Jr. tweeted, SVB is what happens when you push a leftist-slash-woke ideology and have that take precedent over common-sense business practices. Okay. Home Depot co-founder Bernie Marcus, he told Fox News, these banks are badly run because everybody is focused on diversity and all of the woke issues. See, I wish Pergament was still around. Why? Because Pergament was the alternative to Home Depot. Yeah, so now you have Lowe's. Oh, do we have Lowe's? Yeah, we have Lowe's. Oh, okay. I stopped, we stopped shopping at Home Depot a long time ago. And you go to Lowe's instead? Yes, we do. Is that the gay thing to do? I don't know about that, but it's what we do. Uh, okay. <laughs> the liberal left crazy people thing to do? I Lowe's? don't know about the crazy liberal left, but yeah, Stephen do. and I do. Yeah, you do. No, I don't. Okay. So, yeah, this guy, this fucking guy. So, it's like, first of all, this bank, you know who they cater to? Venture capital capitalists yeah. and private equity firms. Billionaires. Hardly what I would call liberal. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? They, they're just tossing this word woke now. And as one quick critic wrote, it's basically... A code word for black. Nah. Because woke, that's where the word really came to focus. comes from... With, with Ferguson, Missouri. Right. That's where it came to rise. And it meant being aware of the racism in the system. Yes. That's, that's exactly what it right. referred to. That's what I read the same article. So, yeah. But now now it's being... Now it's being applied as a catch-all... For anything that's considered leftist or liberal or democratic. Yes. yes. Woke is woke is bad for you. But they can't say why. Well, but we don't know why. Because they know why. But they know they can't say it. And now it's like painting yourself into the corner of a room. You've got yourself where you're using this word, what does it mean? Yeah. And they can't tell you what it means. And they can't tell you what it means, not because they don't know what it means. But because to say what it means out loud is so toxic that they can't bring themselves to do it yet. Yeah. It'll happen. Like I said, I mean, don't blame the fact that the bank basically bet against the interest rates being being uh, raised by the uh, Federal Reserve. I don't know what you're talking about. Basically, the bank invested their funds hedging on the expectation that the Federal Reserve was not going to raise interest rates. When I told you I didn't understand, I wasn't asking for an explanation. But that's what I'm giving you. Just for further notice. So it's a combination of that and also the regulations that were basically lifted under the Trump administration. Well, yeah, send it with the trains. Right. What the fuck? Oh, you can't find more ways to piss me off. <laughs> Yes, we can. Jesus. But anyway, to Alice Walker and Alice? Randy McNally and all these stupid-ass Republicans, we say... Stupid! So stupid! See, Rand McNally was good with the maps, though. That's Rand McNally. This is Randy McNally we're talking about. So what, you add a Y and my entire way of thinking has to change? Yes. Randy McNally? Randy McNally. He, uh, he was stupid, but <laughs> Rand McNally... Was smart. Was smart. <laughs> Julie Andrews, take us away. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens, bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens, brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my 
See, you could learn English from that. Of course. This is how letters are pronounced. God, Jesus, it's so good. Anyway, welcome to Five Fades. Oh, this was, go ahead. I thought we'd pick a less topical topic. Yeah, you sure did. And in honor of it today being National Shoe the World Day. Shoe the World. I asked us to name our favorite shoe or footwear types. Stiletto heels. That's your first choice, That's stiletto first heels? Stiletto heels. You enjoy wearing stiletto heels? No. Oh, but it's your favorite. By wearing them had nothing to do with it. Oh, okay. I like, and stiletto heel boots, like kinky boots. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite. I love that. That's awesome. Okay. Okay. See, I went with shoes that I wear. Well, because you're you. Yeah. And I'm not. Go ahead. First one on my list, two-tone or two-color dress shoe. Okay. I love a good two-tone shoe. I can't imagine how much boring this is going to get. <laughs> a two-tone male dress shoe. Yes. Uh, what two tones? I like black and white, especially. Uh, of course. My dan- we have bla- uh, dance shoes in black and white. Yeah, that's the, the uh, saddle shoe showbiz thing. Yes, it is. All right. <laughs> Do you have any that you can actually wear in public? Yes, I have actually brown two-tone shoes. Two-tone dark brown. brown and light brown. Okay. Wind tip or, or pointed heel or cap? Oh, pointed tip I, I like cap? A, I like a pointed heel. You like a pointed, uh, a pointed, pointed toe. tip, yeah. I assume you wear a heel. What's that? I of assume, course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So what's number two on your list? I like a nice wedge. A wedge? Yeah. <laughs> I like a wedge. They seem like comfortable, sensible uh, shoes for whores. A wedge. Okay. A nice high wedge. <laughs> Number two on my list is earth shoes. Earth shoes. Do you remember earth shoes? I remember earth shoes. I even got a picture of them here. I loved earth shoes. Yes. They were the fucking best. They were so fucking comfortable. Okay. Oh, my God. They were just, they were the best. Ugly as sin. Yeah, they were ugly as sin to look at, but yep. they were so yep. comfortable to walk around. And yep. They really were. I miss those. Okay. So what's your number three choice? Uh, clogs. Clogs? Clogs. Oh, I hate clogs. I'm telling you, you didn't ask me to guess yours. You asked me to tell you mine. Clogs. Clogs. That's number three. I what like you, clogs. Why do you like clogs? They're comfortable. They're easy. And they're my my slippers slash what you call flip-flop clogs. Fuck you. I like clogs. Go ahead. Number three on my list, black leather ankle boots. Oh, God. See, the way you say it, it just makes me hot. <laughs> I knew it would. Black leather ankle boots. I f- you know when I first fell in love with them? Tell me. Star Trek. I can't wait to just hear. All their characters wore those black ankle boots. Okay. So I got a pair. And that's what you focused on while you were watching Star Trek. Yes, the, the, the footwear. The footwear. <laughs> but the costume were provided. Yes. Okay. What's number four on your list? Um, what are we talking about? Shoes? Shoes or footwear. Shoes. I like, uh, I don't know what they're called. They're like yucca boots. Yucca boots. Yucca. Let me look. Yucca boots. Yeah, I think it's called yucca boots. Let me look. I like they. yucca boots. Because they're thin and they're lightweight and yucca boots. Yucca no, boots. No, no, that's not them. That's a yucca boot. That's not what I'm talking about. Okay. Nope, not at all. Not at all. No, this w- is saying a, this is a yucca boot. No, that's not what no, that's a, to me that's like a no, no. I'm talking about something like ankle length high made of thin leather that has like four or five holes in it that you talk like a hippie shoe. It's like a fucking stoner shoe. Uh, some something boot. It's a yucca boot. You, you sure it's not this one? Obviously, it's not that one. 
I would have said if it was that one. Oh, okay. I, as a matter of fact, I think I said a couple of times that it wasn't that one. Well, I just wanted to make sure. Oh, yucca. Okay, hold on. Now, no, 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 no. Keep going. Over there on the top row, third from the left, maybe, is the closest thing I see. Yeah, no, that's a sneaker. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that's not good. Well, it's called a yucca mac boot or mock boot. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, yeah. That's for people who like. That's a moccasin type boot. Yeah, I don't like it. Okay. Okay, so, so I don't know. Yucca. yucca. All right, well, yucca. Whatever. Number four on my list, I don't know if I'd call them a sneaker. They used to be called like track shoes or golf shoes. They were like a sneaker, but they had like a spiky tread to them. Okay. Short spiky tread to them. Okay. And it was so comfortable to walk in. So comfortable to you is the key. Yes, it is. It's all about the comfort. Definitely. Okay. Definitely. And I love those. I wore them during the 80s and then they stopped making them. Don't matter to you how ugly the shoe is. They weren't ugly. I'm not saying they were ugly. I'm asking you a question about your criteria. Well, it helps that they are somewhat attractive looking. Okay. I mean, earth boots, yes. I mean, they're not attractive looking no, shoes. No, they are not. But they're not exactly horrifyingly ugly either. They're not Crocs. Oh, thank God for that. So, <laughs> thank God for that. All right. So, what is your fifth and final choice of favorite footwear? Tap shoes. Tap shoes. Duh. Tap shoes is awesome. Put a pair of tap shoes on anybody and they'll tell you how awesome they are. Okay. And if you don't believe me, put a pair of tap shoes on and then you can tell me how awesome tap shoes are. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. That's I don't I don't feel the need to say more. I think you said it all. Tap shoes. Tap shoes. Awesome. My fifth and final choice is the sandal. Ew! And I don't mean flip-flops. I hate flip-flops. Show me what kind of sandal. I'm talking about the regular old type of sandals. Uh, you talk about it Roman type shit that, exactly. that tie up your leg? Yep. Not, not to tie up your leg, but like cover your foot, you know? And I don't mean these either. I had one that was like crisscross completely over the floor. Yeah, I don't want to see your ugly fucking like these, toes. Like these two-strap ones, I don't like those. I don't like those. I don't like any kind of sandal or flip-flop type thing. I used to have a great pair. It was basically Roman-style sandal. They were rope sandals. Yeah. Uh, and I had got them, I think I got them from like International Mail or something. I use clogs for this purpose. Oh, God. The clogs are my go-to for when it comes to shit like this. Yeah, but even like, yeah, they don't make the same. Yeah, like, sandals is gross. Sandals. See, I like sandals. No, no I, no. <laughs> because you know why? People don't don't take the time to make their foot look pretty. Oh, so you don't like seeing their foot then? I, it's, I don't like seeing ugly, dirty feet. Okay, fair enough. Okay? Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. We now move on Because to... people let their feet get ugly, right? Yes, they do. Okay. Now, we all have seen that person online with the disgusting feet in the sandal, and you're saying, damn, bitch, maybe a fucking closed pump would be better. Hide them yellow, overlong toenails curling back around under your foot ugliness. I don't like sandals. <laughs> I think you've made that clear now. That's what I'm saying. I don't wear them. I don't like them. Clint Eastwood, save us. Did you hear me? I said get off my lawn now. Yes, it's time for the Grumpy Old Gaming Gripe of the Week. And what gripe do you have this week, Thomas? Well, now that spring is coming? Yes. Sandals. <laughs> I don't want to see your shit in sandals. <laughs> 
Or yeah. yours, because you must have some hammer fucking toes. That's all I'm saying. And take a belt sander to that heel, all right? For fuck's sake, sandals. Just so you know, he's talking to my husband, not to me. I'm talking to them. <laughs> oh, to both of us. Both of, no, both of the people listening. Oh, thanks, fuckhead. So that's your gripe of the week? Sandals. Just sandals. don't do it. Just don't, unless you spend the time and the money to make your feet look pretty, shape those toes, paint them or not, but whatever, make them look clean, make the nails nice, of a solid color, a natural color, at least. At least. You know, I don't want to see anything that looks like yellow tar, I don't know. Trim them, make them nice, shave some of that hair off, maybe. And if your toes are like disfigured, hammer toes or like huge ass bunions and shit, bitch, a flip-flop ain't helping you. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you need, <laughs> Yes, you, I do. You need a shoe. A flip-flop ain't gonna... It's not gonna make you feel any better. Uh, you out at Walmart with your big-ass fucking coins bigger than your three-year-old uh, in flip-flops. Yeah, that's fair for you. Yes. Thank you for that public <laughs> service announcement. My gripe. My gripe concerns the Oscars. And it's a gripe I've had for every year that I see the Oscars. Okay. It can't be that important because you keep going back and watching it. Yes, I know. Because I watch it for all the other awards. But I get pissed that every year they do not televise the Gene Herschel Humanitarian Award. Oh, that's awful. Or the Honorary or Lifetime Achievement Academy Award. Okay. Oh, and I can understand because your those are these are Holly. These are the people who made Hollywood. That you're now, paying tribute to now the whole, and you can't give them five minutes on the show to pay tribute to them at least. Well, they couldn't even mention the people who died. I know they couldn't even. Well, that their apology for that was. Well, we have it on our website. You can scan on your phone and okay. you can see the entire list. Paul that was Sor their excuse. Paul Sorvino deserved to be mentioned. Of course he did. At the ceremony. Yes, he did. Anne Hayes deserved it. Anne Hayes deserved to be mentioned at the ceremony. There was no reason for him not to be. I can't remember the other people, but I'm sure I would say the same thing. But among the people who have won the Honorary or Lifetime Achievement Award that have not been televised, Eli Wallach. Okay. James Earl Jones. Oh, that's sad. Angela Lansbury. She deserved it. Steve Martin. He was funny. Spike Lee. Okay, he made some good movies. Jenna Rollins. Uh, okay. Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan, come on. That's a, right? I guess an icon. Donald Sutherland. Uh, yeah, he worked his ass off. Donald Cicely Tyson. Cicely Tyson deserves everything they can give her. David Lynch. Okay, he made a lot of scary movies. <laughs> Elaine May. Elaine May. She was a serious British woman. And Samuel Jackson. Samuel oh. So all of those winners, not televised. And nobody knows about it. Nope, nobody even knows. Did they get a statue? Yeah, they got a statue. So what the fuck did they get? Did I they know, get it's just annoying to me. You did know? they get the... If you're, you're honoring Hollywood, honor its history, too, and honor the people who've made your industry succeed. God, you are such a... Your ass is so tight. It's like you couldn't get a needle out of it with a Have pie. you ever seen the televised... When they televised Charlie Chaplin, Chaplin getting his honorary Oscar? No. Have you ever seen that? No. It's a great moment in the, sh in the Oscar show. I bet it's show. fantastic moment for humanity as a and, whole. And imagine if they didn't telecast that. Well, shame I that mean, we would be denied that. Yes, exactly. Imagine how glorious Angela Lansbury was when she won hers. But we'll never know. We John never Lynch, he probably had something funny to say. David Lynch. David Lynch. Both of them. They deserved it. The twins. He deserved a lobotomy. If it would help. We now come to the conclusion of this week's episode, and it could not come soon enough. I'm thinking, but, but not yet in my life. <laughs>
We want to remind you that you can find all of our episodes plus bonus material of all the topics we discussed on our website, www.grumpyoldgaymenandtheirdogs.com. You can also follow us on our daily postings on Facebook and Twitter. And you can always contact us via email. And anything else, Tommy? Well, you should give an email address. I should give an email address. You can contact us by email. And you, you can contact us at Patrick at GrumpyOldGayMenAndTheirDogs.com. Okay. Okay. Patrick. Patrick. Uh, P- uh, spelled your typical way with the C and a K at the end? Yes, it is. No D in the middle. No, it's no. That's the, that's the Gaelic way. Okay, well, you're as Gaelic as they come. Mm. All right. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> Just get us the fuck out of here. And on that note, I will say have a good night, have a good week, have a good life, and we'll see you next time. Bitches, just go. Just go.